chapter fifteen of recollections and letters of general robert e lee by robert e lee jr this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter fifteen mountain rides an incident about traveller the general's love for children his friendship for ex-president davis a ride with his daughter to the peaks of otter mildred lee's narrative mrs lee at the white sulphur springs the great attention paid her husband there his idea of life since the arrival of lucy long my father was generally accompanied by one of my sisters in his rides whenever the weather and the condition of the roads admitted of their going it took very severe weather to keep him in though often he could not spare the time for during the winter months the days were very short every monday afternoon there was a faculty meeting and the vestry meetings of his church were held two or three times a month whenever i was in lexington i rode with him and when he was prevented by any of the above-mentioned causes he would ask me to take traveller out and give him a gallop which i was delighted to do and i think i had my revenge for his treatment of me on that ride from orange to fredericksburg in the winter of eighteen sixty two my father's affection for his horses was very deep and strong in a letter written from the springs one summer to his clerk in lexington he says how is traveller tell him i miss him dreadfully and have repented of our separation but once and that is the whole time since we parted i think traveller appreciated his love and sympathy and returned it as much as was in a horse's nature to do as illustrative of his bond between them a very pretty story was told me by mrs s p lee footnote daughter of general w n pendleton chief of artillery of the a n virginia and widow of colonel edwin gray lee c s a one afternoon in july of this year the general rode down to the canal boat landing to put on board a young lady who had been visiting his daughters and was returning home he dismounted tied traveller to a post and was standing on the boat making his adieu when some one called out that traveller was loose sure enough the gallant gray was making his way up the road increasing his speed as a number of boys and men tried to stop him my father immediately stepped ashore called to the crowd to stand still and advancing a few steps gave a peculiar low whistle at the first sound traveller stopped and pricked up his ears the general whistled a second time and the horse with a glad whinny turned and trotted quietly back to his master who patted and coaxed him before tying him up again to a bystander expressing surprise at the creature's docility the general observed that he did not see how any man could ride a horse for any length of time without a perfect understanding being established between them my sister mildred who rode with him constantly this summer tells me of his enjoyment of their long rides out into the beautiful restful country nothing seemed to delight him so much i have often known him to give rein to traveller and go at full speed to the top of some long hill then turn and wait for me jogging along on lucy calling out with merry voice come along miss lucy miss lucy lucy long he would question the country people about the roads where they came from where they led to and soon knew every farmer's name and every homestead in the county he often said 
i wish i had a little farm of my own where we could live in peace to the end of our days you girls could attend to the dairy and the cows and the sheep and wait on your mother and me for it is time now for us old people to rest and for the young people to work all the children in the country round were devoted to him and felt no hesitation in approaching him after they once knew him he used to meet his favourites among the little ones on the street and would sometimes lift them up in front of him to give them a ride on traveller that was the greatest treat he could provide there is a very pretty story told of virginia lee letcher his goddaughter and her baby sister fanny which is yet remembered among the lexington people jenny had been followed by her persistent sister and all the coaxing and the commanding of the six-year-old failed to make the younger return home fanny had sat down by the roadside to pout when general lee came riding by jenny at once appealed to him general lee won't you please make this child go home to her mother the general immediately rode over to where fanny sat leaned over from his saddle and drew her up into his lap there she sat in royal contentment and was thus grandly escorted home when mrs letcher inquired of jenny why she had given general lee so much trouble she received the naive reply i couldn't make fan go home and i thought he could do anything footnote daughters of governor john letcher the war governor of virginia End note. there was a little boy living with his mother who had come from new york his father had been killed in our army the little fellow now colonel greer monroe of new york city was much teased at his playmates calling him yankee when he knew he was not one one day he marched into my father's office in the college stated his case and asked for redress the next boy that calls you yankee send him to me said the general which when reported struck such terror into the hearts of his small comrades that the offence was never repeated there was another little boy who was accustomed to clamber up by the side of my father at the morning chapel exercises and was so kindly treated that whenever he saw his distinguished friend he straightway assumed a position beside him at the college commencement which was held in the chapel the little fellow glided from his mother's side and quietly stole up to the platform soon he was nestled at the feet of the dignified president and resting his head upon his knees dropped asleep general lee tenderly remained without moving preferring to suffer from the constrained position rather than disturb the innocent slumberer this boy is now the reverend carter jones of the baptist church about this time ex-president davis was freed from the confinement of his prison at fortress monroe where he had been for about two years there was a warm personal friendship between these two men dating from the time they were cadets at west point together and as his unjust and unnecessary imprisonment had pained and distressed none more than my father so his release gave him corresponding joy he at once wrote to him the following letter full of feeling and sympathy lexington virginia june one eighteen sixty seven honorable jefferson davis my dear mr davis you can conceive better than i can express the misery which your friends have suffered from your long imprisonment and the other afflictions incident thereto to no one has this been more painful than to me and the impossibility of affording relief has added to my distress 
your release has lifted a load from my heart which i have not words to tell my daily prayer to the great ruler of the world is that he may shield you from all future harm guard you from all evil and give you that peace which the world cannot take away that the rest of your days may be triumphantly happy is the sincere and earnest wish of your most obedient faithful friend and servant r e lee though my father would take no part in the politics of the country and rarely expressed his views on questions of that nature then occupying the minds of all nevertheless when he deemed it necessary and to the proper person he very plainly said what he thought the following letter to general longstreet in answer to one from him written about this time illustrates what i have said in this connection and explains itself lexington virginia october twenty nine eighteen sixty seven general j longstreet twenty one carondelet street new orleans louisiana my dear general when i received your letter of the eighth of june i had just returned from a short trip to bedford county and was preparing for a more extended visit to the white sulphur springs for the benefit of mrs lee's health as i could not write such a letter as you desired and as you stated that you would leave new orleans for mexico in a week from the time you wrote to be absent some months i determined to delay my reply to my return although i have been here more than a month i have been so occupied by necessary business and so incommoded by the effects of an attack of illness from which i have not yet recovered that this is the first day that i have been able to write to you i have avoided all discussion of political questions since the cessation of hostilities and have in my own conduct and in my recommendations to others endeavoured to conform to existing circumstances i consider this the part of wisdom as well as of duty but while i think we should act under the law and according to the law imposed upon us i cannot think the course pursued by the dominant political party the best for the interests of the country and therefore cannot say so or give it my approval this is the reason why i could not comply with the request in your letter i am of the opinion that all who can should vote for the most intelligent honest and conscientious men eligible to office irrespective of former party opinions who will endeavour to make the new constitutions and the laws passed under them as beneficial as possible to the true interests prosperity and liberty of all classes and conditions of the people with my best wishes for your health and happiness and my kindest regards to mrs longstreet and your children i am with great regard and very truly and sincerely yours r e lee this summer my father paid a visit to the peaks of otter a famous group of mountains in the blue ridge range situated in bedford county virginia he rode traveller and my sister mildred accompanied him on lucy long after visiting the peaks and ascending the summit which is four thousand feet in height he rode on to liberty now bedford city ten miles distant and spent the night at abenal the home of the burwells who were friends and connections of his from there the riding party went to captain buford's about twelve miles distant where they spent the night and the next day the captain was a farmer a great admirer and a staunch upholder of his native state virginia in her fight for constitutional liberty from sixty one to sixty five 
he had sent his sons into the army and had given of his substance freely to support the troops as well as the poor and needy the widow and orphans who had been left in want by the death in battle of their natural protectors and by the ravages of war in the early years of the struggle my mother and sisters when refugeeing had boarded as they thought and intended at the time at his home but when they tried to induce him to accept pay for the shelter and food he had given them for a month or more he sternly refused his was a patriotism that hesitated at no sacrifice and was of a kind and character that admitted of no self-consideration this trait so strongly developed in him attracted the admiration and respect of my father the visit he paid him was to thank him in person for the kindness extended to his wife and daughters and also for a very large and handsome horse which he had sent my father the last year i think of the war my sister mildred tells me what she can recollect of this ride it is a source of endless regret to us that we cannot recall more his companionship was at all times delightful to his children and on an occasion of this kind invigorated by the exercise inspired by the bright skies and relieved of all harassing cares he became almost a boy again my sister mildred says we started at daybreak one perfect june day papa on traveller i on lucy long our saddle-bags being our only luggage he was in the gayest humour laughing and joking with me as i paced along by his side on quiet miss lucy traveller seemed to sympathise with his master his springy step high head and bright eye clearly showing how happy he was and how much interest he took in this journey he had to be constantly chided for his restlessness and was told that it would be well for him to reserve some of his too abundant energy for the latter part of his trip at midday we dismounted and tying our horses while resting on the soft grass under a wild plum hedge by the roadside ate our lunch we then rode on and soon came to the james river which was crossed by a ferry-boat the ferryman was an old soldier who of course recognized papa and refused payment nor could he be induced to take any further on the road as our horses were climbing a steep rocky ascent we met some little children with very dirty faces playing on the roadside he spoke to them in his gentle playful way alluding to their faces and the desirability of using a little water they stared at us with open-eyed astonishment and then scampered off up the hill a few minutes later in rounding this hill we passed a little cabin when out they all ran with clean faces fresh aprons and their hair nicely brushed one little girl exclaiming we know you are general lee we have got your picture that night about nine o'clock we reached the little mountain inn at the foot of the peaks ate a hearty supper and soon went to bed tired out by our thirty-mile ride our bedrooms seemed to be aloft and the beds were of feathers but i at least slept without turning next morning at dawn of day we set out accompanied by the master of the house and rode for a long time up the mountainside lucy following closely behind traveller finally it became impossible to proceed further on horseback so the horses were fastened to some trees and we climbed the rest of the way to the summit on foot when the top was reached we sat for a long time on a great rock gazing down on the glorious prospect beneath 
papa spoke but a few words and seemed very sad i have heard there is now a mark on that rock showing where he sat the innkeeper who accompanied us all the way told us that we had ridden nearer the top than any other persons up to that time regaining our horses we proceeded on our second day's journey which was to end at liberty some ten miles distant we had not ridden far when suddenly a black thundercloud arose and in a few minutes a heavy shower broke over us we galloped back to a log cabin we had just passed papa lifted me off of lucy and dripping with water i rushed in while he led the horses under an adjacent shed the woman of the house looked dark and glum on seeing the pools of water forming from my dress on her freshly scoured floor and when papa came in with his muddy boots her expression was more forbidding and gloomy he asked her permission to wait there until the shower was over and praised her nice white floor regretting that we had marred its beauty at this praise so becomingly bestowed she was slightly appeased and asked us into the best room which was adorned with coloured prints of lee jackson davis and johnston when the shower ceased and papa went out for the horses i told her who he was poor woman she seemed stunned and kept on saying what will joe say what will joe say joe was her husband and had been like every other man in the country a soldier in the army of northern virginia the shower over and the sun shining brightly we rode along joyously through the refreshed hills and dust-laid roads arriving at liberty in good time and went to avenel the pretty home of the burwells the comforts of this sweet old place seemed very delicious to me after my short experience of roughing it papa was much amused when i appeared in crinoline my hoops having been squeezed into the saddle-bags and brought with me we remained there the next day sunday and the day after rode on some twelve miles to captain buford's the captain in his shirt-sleeves received us with open arms seemed much surprised at my full growth and said why general you called her your little girl and she is a real chunk of a gal he showed us his fine jersey cattle his rich fields and well-filled barns and delighted in talking of the time during the war when mamma mary and agnes paid him a visit he overflowed with kindness and hospitality and his table fairly groaned with the good things papa afterwards constantly quoted his original sayings especially one on early rising which was made on the eve of our arrival when he told us good-night papa asked him what time he must be ready for breakfast next morning well general said the captain as you have been riding hard and as you are company we will not have breakfast to-morrow until sun-up which meant in those june days somewhere about five o'clock after a day spent pleasantly here we started next morning early on our return halting for a short time in buchanan we stopped at colonel edmund pendleton's who then lived there in an imposing white pillared edifice formerly a bank mrs pendleton gave us some delicious apricots from her garden which my father enjoyed greatly we then proceeded on the road to lexington going by the natural bridge where we had another short rest and reached home the same night about ten o'clock after a forty-mile ride 
shortly after this visit captain buford sent me a fine jersey cow on condition that i would get up early every morning and milk her and also send him a part of the butter i made after my father returned from this trip he began his arrangements for taking my mother to the greenbrier white sulphur springs he hoped that the waters and the change might be of service to her general health even if they should not alleviate the severity of her rheumatic pains about the first of july my mother sister agnes and miss mary pendleton with my brother custis in charge set out for the white sulphur springs my father with professor j j white decided to make the journey to the same place on horseback they started a day in advance and were at covington when the ladies travelling by stagecoach to goshen thence by rail arrived there after spending the night at covington the passengers were put into as many stagecoaches as were necessary and the long rough drive over the mountains by callahan's commenced general lee on traveller was at once recognized and when it was found out by his fellow-travellers that mrs lee was with him attentions and services of all kinds were pressed on her party and a most enjoyable lunch was sent to the stage reserved for her seeing that the other stages were much crowded while the one reserved for his wife had vacant seats my father insisted that some of the others should join his party which they very gladly did he and professor white went ahead of the stages on their horses at the white sulphur springs the harrison cottage in baltimore row had been put at my father's disposal and the entire party was soon most pleasantly established there mr w w corcoran of washington professor white miss mary pendleton agnes and my father and brother had a table together almost every day some special dainty was sent to his table my mother of course had her meals served in her cottage her faithful and capable servant milly howard was always most eager for her to appear at her best and took great pride in dressing her up so far as she was allowed in becoming caps etc to receive her numerous visitors my father's usual custom while there was to spend some time in the morning in the large parlour of the hotel before taking his ride on traveller after dinner he went again to the parlour and also after tea among the company were many old friends and acquaintances from baltimore who could not sufficiently testify their pleasure in this renewal of intercourse whenever he appeared in parlour or ballroom he was the centre of attraction and in vain the young men tried to engage the attention of the young ladies when general lee was present during his visit a circus came to dry creek a neighbouring settlement and gave an exhibition the manager rode over to the springs came to my father's cottage and insisted on leaving several tickets begging that general lee would permit him to send carriages for him and any friends he might like to take to his show these offers my father courteously declined but bought many tickets which he presented to his little friends at the springs during the morning he rode over to dry creek where the crowds of country people many of them his old soldiers feasted their eyes on him to the neglect of the circus that night a special exhibition was given by the manager to general lee's friends who were taken to seats draped with confederate colors red and white after the return from the circus my father invited a large party to his cottage to partake of a huge watermelon sent him by express from mobile 
it weighed about sixty pounds and its producer thought the only fitting way he could dispose of it was to present it to general lee every possible attention that love admiration and respect could prompt was paid my father by the guests at the springs each one seeming anxious to do him homage my mother and sisters shared it all with him for any attention and kindness shown them went straight to his heart after spending three weeks at the white my father's party went to the old sweet springs where they were all made very comfortable one of the parlors being turned into a bedroom for my mother so that in her wheeled chair she could go out on the verandas and into the ballroom he was taken quite sick there and though he rode over from the white sulphur springs was unable to continue his early rides for some time his room was on the first floor with a window opening on the end of the building one morning when he was very unwell and it was important that he should not be disturbed miss pendleton found a countryman cautiously opening the shutters from the outside she quickly interfered saying go away this is general lee's room the man dropped back saying mournfully i only wanted to see him on another occasion some country people came to the springs with plums and berries for sale catching sight of him on the piazza they put down their baskets took off their hats and hurrahed most lustily for mars bob they were his old soldiers when he acknowledged their loyalty by shaking hands with them they insisted on presenting him with their fruit about the first week in september my father rode back to lexington on traveller custis taking my mother and agnes back over the same tedious journey by stage and rail there have been preserved very few letters from him at this time i find one to me full of kindness wholesome advice and offers of aid in which he sends his thanks to the president of the york river railroad for a courtesy tendered him white sulphur springs greenbrier county west virginia august five eighteen sixty seven my dear son i received to-day your letter of the twenty eighth ult enclosing a free ticket over the richmond and york river railroad from its president mr dudley please present him my grateful thanks for this mark of his esteem i am very glad to hear that the road is completed to the white house and that a boat connects it with norfolk the convenience of the community and the interests of the road will be promoted thereby it is a difficult undertaking in these times to build a road and i hope the company will soon be able to finish it to west point i suppose you have received before this the letter from your mother and agnes announcing our arrival at this place and informing you of the company the latter has been much increased and among the arrivals are the dangerfields axles capertons miss bell harrison etc etc i told agnes to tell you how much we wished you were with us and as an inducement for you to join us if you could leave home if you would come i would pay your expenses i feel very sensibly in my old age the absence of my children though i recognize the necessity of every one's attending to his business and admire him the more for so doing i am very glad that you and fitzhugh have so far escaped the fever and hope you may avoid it altogether be prudent i am very sorry that your harvest promises a poor yield it will be better next year but you must continue systematically the improvement of the land 
i know of no better method than by liming and if you wish to prosecute it and are in need of help i will aid you to the extent of last year or more so make your arrangements and let me know your wishes a farmer's life is one of labor but it is also one of pleasure and the consciousness of steady improvement though it may be slow is very encouraging i think you had better also begin to make arrangements to build yourself a house if you can do nothing more than prepare a site lay out a garden orchard etc and get a small house partly finished so as to inhabit it it will add to your comfort and health i can help you in that too now think about it then too you must get a new wife i do not like you being so lonely i fear you will fall in love with celibacy i have heard some very pleasing reports of fitzhugh i hope that his desires if beneficial to his happiness may be crowned with success i saw the lady when i was in petersburg and was much pleased with her i will get agnes or your mother to tell you what occurs at the springs there are some five hundred people here very pleasant and kind but most of my time is passed alone with traveller in the mountains i hope your mother may derive some benefit from the waters but i see none now it will at least afford her some variety and give her some pleasure of which there is a dearth with us now give much love to fitzhugh all unite in love to you god bless you my son praise your affectionate father r e lee early in september my father sent my mother and sister home to lexington while he mounted traveller and rode back by way of the hot springs healing and rockbridge alum he was detained by indisposition a day or two at the healing and writes to my mother a little note from that place healing springs september twelfth eighteen sixty seven my dear mary i arrived here on the tenth and had expected to resume my journey this morning but did not feel able should nothing prevent i will leave here to-morrow but i fear i shall not be able to reach the rockbridge alum which i am told is twenty-nine miles distant in that event i will halt on the road and arrive there on saturday lie over sunday and reach lexington on monday i am very anxious to get to lexington and think nothing on the route will benefit me as i feel much concerned about the resumption of the college exercises mr john stewart mrs mary and marion mr price and his daughters came over from the hot yesterday to see me the stewarts are there on miss bell's account give much love to everybody i hope you reach lexington safely and comfortably and that all are well i hope to see you monday till then farewell very truly and affectionately r e lee it is to be regretted that we have no accounts of these rides the people he met and what he said to them where he stayed and who were his hosts he was very fond of horseback journeys enjoyed the quiet and rest the freedom of mind and body the close sympathy of his old war-horse and the beauties of nature which are to be seen at every turn in the mountains of virginia ah if we could only obtain some records of his thoughts as he rode all alone along the mountain roads how much more it would help us all in our trials and troubles he was a man of few words very loath to talk about himself nor do i believe any one ever knew what that great heart suffered his idea of life was to do his duty at whatever cost and to try to help others do theirs End of chapter fifteen